Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Friday afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg and Luke in downtown Laurel. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in this afternoon. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. I start thinking about them every Friday. It is a great Friday night meal, Saturday afternoon, lunch, whatever you choose. Just make sure you choose Dickies. You can enjoy their delicious fresh food in the dining room, drive through, take home. Just be sure you choose Dickies. Great show for you today. Kelly Sander, Al Holder. We've got some uh, Nick Sandlin updates. We've got some Matt Walner news. But first, we're going to go to Boga Raton, where the official Eagle Hour road correspondent, Jack Duggan, has just finished another exquisite dining experience. Jack, uh, you know, it's become a big a big question when you're on the road. Where did Jack have lunch? Uh, let us know today. Well, it was a, uh, a, Bo- a famous Boca Raton French eatery. Uh, it goes by the name of McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> McDonald's. Today. They, they can't all be classics, Bob. Uh, <laughs> you know, just kind of the way it fell uh, yeah. today. So, uh, you know. Well, you yeah. told me before we went on the air you had the option of McDonald's or an $18 sandwich there in Boca Raton. I think I would have gone with the French cuisine myself. Yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times we go someplace, we, we, we can, we can, we might have access to a car or something. That was not the case today. Uh-huh. So, so we, we, uh, we took what we could get and, uh, that was, that was it. So, well, before uh, yeah, we, before we move on to business, Jack, do you have a favorite road dining thing? I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna guess it's the pizza place in Ruston. Well, you can't go wrong with Johnny's. Uh, that's really, that's really, really good. You know, there's a place in Dallas that I've eaten a couple of times. It's been mostly for uh, for media day. I haven't eaten there in several years. It's called Heart Eight Barbecue. Mm. And, you, and you walk in, and all the foods on a grill, and you say, "I want a little bit of that. And I want a little bit of this." And it's just meats for as 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 wide as the eye can see, and that's uh, that that's that's kind of a nice a nice meal, probably one of my favorites all time. Well, I can understand that. All right, I guess we need to get down to business. Golden Eagles out there to take on uh, Florida Atlantic. We had a great long conversation yesterday uh, with the FAU head coach. Uh, the news broke right before we came on the air a couple of hours ago. The Southern Miss was one of the twenty potential sites. For regional baseball, that's a great compliment to Southern Miss. I, I was really happy to see that three Conference USA teams are in that discussion. But first things first, Jack, the Golden Eagles, do they have to win the series there at FAU to stay in contention? Well, I, I think we just have to play good baseball down the stretch. And, you know, as as as, as Scott Barry always says, the, the most important game is the next game. And, you know, that one is tonight. And, you know, it, 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 it would behoove us to get off to a good start this weekend. Uh, should be should be an interesting matchup. Um, you know, 
there's a little chance of rain between the four and five o'clock hour here. Uh, you know, we might get pushed back a little bit, might not. It just it's looked like it's going to rain all day, but it hasn't. Uh, but, but I mean, we're going to play tonight, so uh, you know, it's just just a matter of 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 you know, you got your you got your stud on the hill tonight and Hunter Stanley, and you know, hopefully he can pitch as well as he did last week, and then you figure out a way to scratch some runs and you don't make any errors, right? And and you put yourself in a good position to to win that 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 all-important first game of the series. Right. Well, the last time these two teams played, it was for the conference championship down in, in Biloxi. So Florida Atlantic will not, let me emphasize this, Southern Miss fans, will not be an easy out this weekend, Jack. No, they're not. I mean, they, they, uh, they're they a very good hitting club. Uh, they've got great power. Uh, it's my understanding the wind's, the wind's supposed to blow out all weekend, and especially to right. And they got a bunch of left-handed hitters, as obviously as, as do we. Uh, but uh, you know, the, I think they're you know, if you look at them on paper, probably their biggest bugaboo has been pitching. And uh, you know, you just you just have to, you know, they're twenty-seven and twenty-one. It's not like they're coming in at fourteen and and thirty, right? You know, it's a pretty good ball club, and and they're a well-coached ball club, and and they're one that have that has has battled for the conference championship. A number of times, you know, over the last five or six years. So, you know, I, I expect this to be a very hard, hard fought, uh, a very, hopefully a very well played uh, series by both teams. Right, Luke, get in here with Jack. Uh, what was that word you said? The the butterboo is that is that French, Jack? Bug bugaboo. Yeah, he's he's got French bugaboo. on his mind today. Yes, <laughs> I got you. Well, McDonald's does have a little accent mark over there. Mc McCafe is over the yeah. E, so there you go. But yeah, there's the, the, there's uh, the, the French, bugaboo. There's the <laughs> to quote Jack Duggan, the bugaboo, though, for the Golden Eagles uh, this year, we saw it last weekend against Middle Tennessee, has been left-handed starting pitching. And, and what scares me going into this, Jack, I mentioned this to you off air, is that Hunter Cooley and Matt Sparling uh, both are lefties, and the Eagles are facing them uh, in the first two games of the series. Well, you know, that's, you know, that's part of it. I mean, you gotta, you gotta go out, you gotta, you gotta battle and you gotta compete. And, it, you know, sometimes you'll see a lefty, sometimes you'll see a righty. And, you know, we, we, we have struggled at times with, with lefties, but, but, but we have also been successful against left-handers, you know, and, and, you know, we're a team that's, that's, I think, playing really well, uh, right now. You know, the, the, the only, the only crazy thing is, is that, is that, you know, when you play, Mostly weekends, you know, and you don't play a midweek game. Does it, you know, does that, is that, is that ability to carry over from one week to the next, you know, affable? So, you know, hopefully, you know, we come, we'll come down and, and, and play well this weekend. You know, we had a, we had a kind of a tough travel day yesterday. Um, you know, we had a late afternoon flight. We ended up getting diverted from, um, from Miami to Key West for about, Two and a half hours uh, because of of really heavy rain and uh, at the airport and, and they weren't allowing any aircraft in, so they they diverted us to Key West. So I got to I got to go to Key West for the first time ever. Of course, I never got to. Of course, I never got to leave the plane. So, <laughs> but you were there. <laughs> yeah, so so I can at least tell people that I've been to Key West and what a wonderful time that I had. But you know, though, you know, you got to take those things into account too. You know, yeah. You know, we got here. We probably got to the hotel about eleven thirty last night, and uh, you know, guys went straight to bed. And you know, we were up early getting breakfast, and 
You know, they, you know, just looking at the, the the guys at breakfast, they seem, you know, focused, ready to play. I think they understand. They understand what's ahead of them, and I think, you know, getting named a potential site, uh, you know, that that even you know puts an exclamation point on that. And so, um, sure. you know, just you just got to come out, and you got to you got to. Uh, I don't want to say produce. You just got to play hard and 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 do the things that, that you've done all year uh, that have gotten you to this point. Yeah. I brought this stat up earlier in the week. I thought this was pretty impressive. All four Golden Eagle uh, starting pitchers have higher GPAs than their ERAs. Drew Boyd at 3.63 ERA, uh, Powell at 2.69, Stanley at 2.42, Etheridge at 2.25. Jack, we didn't get to talk to you after last weekend, but you know the Golden Eagles certainly feel great about going to their starting pitching th- this weekend. Uh, you've been around Golden Eagle baseball a long time. What was, where does that performance last week as a staff rank in, in your mind? And not a specific number, but but how good really was it? I was, it was phenomenal. I mean, how do you? I mean, you got four quality starts out of four. I think very good starting pitchers, and 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 really three of those starts were masterful. I mean, how do you say it any other way? It was masterful. I mean, without taking, you know, without taking any credit away from Ben Etheridge or even Drew Boyd for that matter. I mean, what Hunter, Hunter Stanley and Walker Powell did last weekend were, was incredibly special. And, and I mean, I mean, Walker Powell was a walk away from a perfect game. Just think about that. He, he, he was one over the minimum. Now, now people will argue that's a seven inning. That's a seven inning game, but still, I think if that's a nine inning game, I don't think they touch you for two more innings. No, no, I agree. So, um, I mean, I just, I just thought that 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 what those guys did was was just so special, and 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 it, and it shows why it shows why the Golden Eagles are first in the country and stri- strike out the walk ratio. It it shows why we're top twenty nationally in whip. It shows why we're top twenty. In earn run average, it shows while we're top twenty in the nation, you know, in in walks per nine innings, in fewest walks per nine innings. I mean, I mean, they throw strikes. They don't give extra. They don't give for the most part. They don't give extra base runners a chance to get on. And it's just it's 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 really impressive each week to watch them pitch. No question. Jack, uh, we love having you on the show, and uh, we sure appreciate you updating us when you're on the road. A little German food tonight, I think, after the French cuisine uh, that you enjoyed earlier today. Actually, my wife is a big fan of the German food. I would love to do that. Uh, it'll probably be Italian tonight, uh, a place called Domino's, if I had to guess. <laughs> Have a good weekend, Jack. You too, you too, guys. Take care. Zach Duggan, everybody. Sports Information Director and good buddy of the Eagle Hour from Boca Raton, Florida. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Jack Duggan for joining us out of Boga Raton, Florida, eating like a king out there as he awaits the series tonight 
uh, between Southern Miss and the old rival Florida Atlantic. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. It is a great place to buy Southern Miss swag. They're open six days a week on Hardy Street, and you can shop online at CampusBookmart.net. Speaking of eating like a king, he does it every day at the Palladio Palace uh, out in Canebrake. Uh, the one and only Kelly Santer. And Kelly, 20 teams, uh, 20 sites potentially picked uh, today. Potential sites for regional baseball. So almost stunningly, three conference USA teams. And, and I want to be, you know, I want to be upbeat and optimistic, but I would say the chances of three conference USA teams hosting are about as good as me and you uh, being the next guys uh, to take off uh, uh, with Elon Musk on a spaceship. I think you're probably right, Bob, but, I, but I am, I'm doing my part to raise money for the Eco Club, Just and we'll get to that in a second, but to all the listeners that are there, if you want to make a contribution to the Eco Club, you can do it through me, and here's how you can do it. I'm selling Walmart bags right now, so if you need any gas... Um, <laughs> You know, I, I understand not only do we have a shortage of gas, but Walmart bags as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I have plenty. So, But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the public this, and I, I don't know the numbers. I, I wasn't told the number. But I was told that Kelly Santer made a substantial contribution to the Eagle Club recently. I told you, Bob. I was shocked. I almost pretty- fell out of my chair, Santer. Well, you pick on me, you know, living in it cane break, and of course, you know what they say here at Cambridge. We are we are better than everybody else. I understand that. Yeah, so we have to you know we have to step up to the plate every once in a while. But back to your to your point, I, I agree with you, and I said early on that what makes the most sense, and we capitalize the word sense because the NCAA or folks committee doesn't always do things that make sense. But what would make sense is everybody is assuming that that La Tech is going to be a, a slam dunk as far as hosting a tournament because of the way that they've played, but also because of some of the circumstances surrounding their ballpark the last couple of years, being hit with storms and whatnot. Charlotte has, has had a great year, and Charlotte being a major market, et cetera, et cetera, I, I mean, what makes the most sense to me is La Tech and Charlotte. But as Luke Johnson has so ably you know, pointed out, as we have gone over this in production meetings and whatnot, a lot of this is going to depend on what happens in Oxford. But, but, the, but the idea that the NCAA could potentially give regionals to Oxford, Starkville, and Hattiesburg, Slam. not likely. Well, I, I think, again, I, I just think the fact three Conference USA teams are in this top 20 says a lot. But Luke Johnson, everybody talks about Tech. Louisiana Tech is a slam dunk, but Louisiana Tech has played 500 ball here in the last couple of weeks. What if they continue to do that? It, it boils down to it. Southern Miss has to win three out of four this weekend, and then Southern Miss has to advance to the championship game in the Conference USA tournament and hopefully beat Charlotte or Louisiana Tech down that way. See, if the Eagles were able to do that, they're five and four against Tech. And what about the scenario where they beat Tech, Tech gets back in, they beat Tech twice in the tournament, then you get to 500, or if you beat Charlotte, who you haven't played all year, that, that really helps also. So, 
you know, what the, the great thing about it is, and of course, guys, we laugh, it, it, it could lead up to another to-the-top moment, but the Golden Eagles uh, are, are now, their destiny as far as regionals are in their own hands. And we can talk, you know, a plethora of... Uh, of what might happen or what could happen. And, and in some scenarios, it would be like Eagles would be better off not hosting because of maybe some of the two teams they have. Let me just go through these hosts real quick, uh, the 20 sites, uh, so, and then we can discuss uh, as you please. So Arizona, Arkansas, Charlotte, and we should make note that Charlotte did not put in a bid uh, for their home stadium, which would only have a 50% capacity of 500. There is a stadium in nearby Gastonia that has, uh, I think, I think it's even with the standing room, it's about 5,000. So now you're looking in maybe a 1,500 to 2,000, 50% capacity. East Carolina and Greenville, Florida and Gainesville. Gonzaga gets into the 20 in Spokane. Louisiana Tech and Ruston, Mississippi State and Starkville. Notre Dame and South Bend. Ole Miss uh, makes this in Oxford. Oregon and Eugene, Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. South Carolina, kind of surprising. Uh, in Columbia, of course, the Eagles in Hattiesburg, Stanford, Tennessee, Texas, UT Texas, Austin, uh, Texas Tech, TCU, and Vanderbilt. Florida State left off that list, Bob. Uh, but that's a pretty impressive list, and for Conference USA to get three of those uh, possible sites is pretty amazing. No question. It's a, it's a great day for Conference USA. This has been the banner baseball season for Conference USA. Here's a scenario, Kelly Santer. The Golden Eagles win the series this weekend. The Golden Eagles win the Conference USA Tournament. Are they a number one seed on their home field in the NCAA Regionals? Potentially, yes. But but a lot of it is going to have to do with things that are out of their control. Uh, notably, you know, Luke mentioned that Florida State is not on the list. Neither is LSU. And people go, well, LSU hasn't had years that like they're used to having. It hasn't mattered, you know, necessarily in the past. So... To your point that this is a banner year for Conference USA in baseball. And this is what the conference has been trying to do in other sports. If the other sports, if the other majors like basketball and and football could could have the same type of success on their respective playing surfaces, um, then Conference USA looks a little bit better to stick around, right? right. But I want to go back, but I brought up the point about Ole Miss and Luke, go back if you if you can and, and Give your thoughts, because I thought it was insightful, about how Southern Miss's potential hosting uh, possibilities, you know, and, and correlation to what the Rebels do on the baseball field. There's no way that Mississippi gets, uh, gets three. So, here, so think about it. The committee is basically saying that Mississippi, hypothetically, can get three. That won't happen. But we know Mississippi State is a lock-in. So for Southern Miss and Ole Miss to be on this list, the committee is saying that it's two possibilities for for, a Miss, for Mississippi teams uh, to, to host regionals. That's a good thing. There's no, no scenario at all where Mississippi State doesn't host. So Starkville's a lock. They'll be a national seed. So if you're a Southern Miss fan, what you're doing is you are cheering for the Vanderbilt Commodores this weekend. You are cheering for the UT Martin Skyhawks next Tuesday night because that would be a devastating RPI loss for Ole Miss, and you're cheering for the Georgia Bulldogs next weekend. Uh, I don't see Nikhazy's throwing against Kumar Rocker tonight. There's a chance Ole Miss could take that one, but Leiter's supposed to be back for Vandy. It's, I don't see Ole Miss, uh, even though it's at home, taking two out of three from Vandy. If they do, 
then then probably there's no way the Eagles are going to to host because Ole Miss then would be propelled into probably probably a lock host. But if Ole Miss drops Vandy and drops a Georgia series and the Eagles take care of business, watch out Hattiesburg. Yeah, Kelly, let me give you two scenarios. You tell me which would be the most exciting. Let's assume just for the sake of fun that Southern Miss hosts a tournament. A, more exciting to have Ole Miss sent to Hattiesburg or B, LSU sent to Hattiesburg. Oh, Bob, to me that's to me that's easy is to have have Ole Miss come here. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the atmosphere? Uh, I it, it it would be, you know, it would be something. But but and and look what Luke is in in Luke's scenario. We're not asking people to do anything they wouldn't be doing anyway, and that's cheering against old Nick. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> so we're that's we're not asking point. you to really go out there on a limb, you know, Eagle fans. Um, but I do agree. I do agree that states a lock, and I certainly agree that there's no way they're going to give three in the state of Mississippi, especially if they give one to Ruston, you know, and they give one to. To Nashville. I mean, there's just there's a lot of regionals right here in the same neck of the woods, right? So to speak. So right. they've got, and that's why I think it bodes well for Charlotte, is because really on the eastern seaboard, there's not a lot of options over there. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, it, Kelly. They got to beat Florida Atlantic this weekend, and that's a that right there is a well, pretty big challenge. Here's here's what the way I take from it. I take it that that Conference USA will have at least one, and Charlotte is going to be the lock. The simple reason is the stadium, and to Bob, your point, the geography is the committee saying, okay, they've got capacity where they can get more people in, and uh, they're a place. Although that Greenville's is kind of nearby at the same time, unless Charlotte were to tank this weekend and get beat first game in the conference tournament, I think they're a lock. So. It's going to come down between Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss. Eagles have to hope Tech splits a series or, or loses a series. And Southern Miss could even be forced out, though, if Ole Miss wins. So cheer against the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech, although it might hurt our RPI a little bit. And, of course, always cheer against Ole Miss. Right. Uh, good advice there, I think. All right, Kelly, we're going to bring you back in the last segment. We're going to do our last uh, regular season picks of the year. Uh, in the meanwhile, you can uh, call the domestic help in, have a few grapes. Have uh, Well, you know. no, I don't have time, Bob. i got these people lined up wanting to buy my Walmart grocery bags. Oh, well, take care of business, yeah. Kelly, and okay. we'll rejoin you in about uh, 20 minutes. Is that good? All right. Uh, Sounds good. Kelly Sander yeah. selling gasoline yeah. and uh, getting ready to come back on the Eagle Hour. We'll be back, too. So hope you hope you'll join us. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Friday, sunny Friday, going to be sunny the next few days. Take advantage of it. So much rain in April and May, but happy to have you along with us on a sunny Friday for the Eagle Hour. Third segment, as always, brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. 
located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. They will be showing all four Southern Miss games against Florida Atlantic this weekend. So swing by, go see our good friend Slade White and his staff over at 4th Street Bar and Grill. If you missed it, it was Bob Getty endorsed Catfish Friday today. Only eight ninety five lunch every single day. Exciting day today as uh, talking a lot of baseball, Southern Miss and Hattiesburg announced as one of the 20 uh, pre-selected sites or possible pre-selected regional sites. Golden Eagles, of course, down in Boca Raton this weekend. Need to take care of business, uh, but happy to have us, uh, happy to have with us on the Eagle Hour right now, Al Holder, just finishing up his applesauce lunch. Al, was it Mott's today? Was it Kroger brand? What type of applesauce was it today? Uh, yeah, I, it was uh, Washington State's prime today. Yeah. I, I, I splurged. Al don't eat no Kroger stuff. He Al only the best when it comes to sauce for my man Al. <laughs> I'm amazed. All right, talking a little minor back. league baseball, and uh, we we reported some this week uh, with with Matt Walner. Just really talked about that one uh, two run game he had, Al. But you were rattling off the stats during the break, and and uh, you know one of the things that we were concerned about he didn't play last year because because of, of COVID, but in 2019. Walner was really a sucker for uh, off-speed pitches, and he was striking out a lot, and the Twins wanted to see him develop more in that uh, area. And really, in the first two weeks of minor league baseball, his stats are incredible. Yes, he, he has moved from uh, low A to high A. He's with the Cedar Rapids Colonels. That's K-E-R-N-E-L-S. He's had 29 at-bats, scored four runs, had nine hits, two home runs, eight RBIs. Uh, his batting average is up to 310, and his on-base percentage is 400, and his OPS is 1.055. So he's he's uh, stroking it pretty good right now. Uh, McCarty OP- is uh, also I had to, I had to learn how to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead Al. I was going to say McCarty is also pitching really well. He's 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 two and zero with a 1.64 ERA, and his whip his whip is 0.73. So he's really that. That's really that's good stuff for AAA baseball. It really is. Back to Walner. I had to. I always forget how how you calculate OPS. I was doing it uh, earlier this week when we were uh, fooling with uh, Southern Miss getting shafted on the Ferris Trophy. But OPS is on base percentage plus slugging percentage, and so anything you know in the eight nine hundred is is really good. But when you talk about a guy that's hitting over a thousand, that means he's hitting for power. He's hitting for runs. And he's getting on base, and uh, the the thing with Matt Warner was you kind of felt like he was going to be more of an all or nothing guy in in you know the days of baseball now where it's a, a home run, a strikeout, or a walk. But uh, but Warner finding ways to get on base, and you know Al, I think the key to him is that if if he can continue to keep his batting average near three hundred, that kind of puts him more in the two seventy two eighty major league range, not a two thirty two forty guy where you're just living off the long ball. Exactly. I, 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 I'm pretty sure uh, that what's been going on is that he's been spending a lot of time with uh, hitting coaches in the cage with live with live arms. And, you know, making making sure he recognizes pitches because there, there there's so many guys up and you know even in a ball there there's guys up there that can can break it off and and, and can hit uh, high nineties and do all the things that you're looking for. They just aren't really consistent yet, but they can do that, and you have to be able to recognize that and lay off of pitches, which, of course, helps your 
on-base percentage because you're walking a lot. So I think, yeah, he, he's going to get smart here because uh, they really like him. They want to bring him up, and uh, uh, so you know, a lot of work, and he'll be he'll be good to go. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't uh, pushing uh, a Triple A. Uh, uh, you know, the next month or so. Well, we know both of those kids here, and we could not be happier for McCarty and Matt Walner. Now, now the, the the former Golden Eagle really making the noise right now, right now though, Al, and, and you follow this very closely. A lot of articles, a lot of press, getting a lot of publicity, and, and really, really showing uh, what kind of pitcher he is, is Nick Sandlin. No question. I actually got to see Nick uh, two days ago when they were playing the Cubs, and uh it, it looked to me like, you know, from that camera in center field, that he was throwing a, a, a it, it must be his two-seam fastball. He was hitting 93-95, but it was the same pitch. He just moved it around the strike zone. And uh, Haywood hit him really hard uh, to center field. Uh, and then uh, the, the next batter, uh, I think it was Vargas, it hit a double, and that's when they pulled him out of there. And uh, the, the, the next pitcher, a guy named Shaw, uh, gave up a hit and uh, the Vargas scored, so that's why uh, Sandlin now has an earned run. But his uh, his ERA is uh, uh, still one point six nine. He has he's pitched in five innings, has five strikeouts. His WHIP is get this point one nine, hmm. and uh, so he's uh, only given up one hit in uh, five innings. He, he's uh, he, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm surprised that he didn't move the ball around a little bit more than that. But Luke, uh, when you're pitching at that level, you're, you're just going to have days. It doesn't matter how good you are, right? You're going to have days you get hit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You will. Just the the thing about him though is he is one of those relievers that you bring in to get out of 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 situations, to get out of jams, because that's what his stuff is meant for. His stuff is meant for. You know he can go multiple innings, but basically you bring him in and they they haven't seen him, they're not going to see him, and they haven't seen stuff like he's got just the up and down, left and right, diagonal, every which way. That's the type of stuff Nick Sandlin has. So uh, yeah, you're going to get dinged up every now and then. You just want to avoid the, the the beginning. One of my one of my good friends Brent Leach when he was up with the Dodgers, he he gave up f- four runs, uh, and then the next morning he saw where they had traded for a left-handed reliever just like him and he started packing his bags and he was back in the minor leagues before the end of the day so yeah no worries with Sandlin they really like him and he's got the stuff to continue but yeah it's going to happen every now and then now we have a couple of other kids that are are playing minor league ball Al did you have an opportunity to to look up on them a little bit yeah Tucky Robinson is uh he's with the Cincinnati Chattanooga Lookouts I can't find any stats on him so I think his trade has been uh, to them has been fairly recent. So, but uh, Chucky, his one issue is he's got to get his batting average up. But as far as his defense and so on and so forth, everybody likes him. But he's at Double A, and uh, yeah. And uh, what about JC Keys? Does anybody know if JC is still in the game? I haven't heard a thing. You yeah. know, Luke. Yeah. He came in and made a relief appearance, I think, last week, uh, and and it was it was when Kurt got his first win that JC did. And I'm looking up some of these guys now, but but yeah, Chucky uh, right now he's he's 
he's played in three games, and he's actually had a, a few good hits. So he's batting 400 right now, four hits, uh, had a double and two RBIs. So, so Chucky Robinson's starting to get that going. J.C. has made – he's pitched in three games, pitched five innings, and he right now is – he's on the same team as Chucky. That's pretty cool. J.C. Keys with the Chattanooga Lookout. So if anybody's – Going up uh, to the mountains this summer, and Chattanooga's got a home game. May have be, have the opportunity to watch two Golden Eagles. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, before we let you go, Al, about ninety seconds left. Uh, Luke, who's who's ever present on the computer, you can ask him something. Thirty seconds later, you got it. We were talking about how cool minor league baseball teams' nicknames are. So Luke sent me three. I want you to. I want both of you to tell me your favorite of these three. We have the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. We have the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, and we have the Lansing, Michigan Lug Nuts. <laughs> I got to go with the Lug Nuts, Luke. I don't know about you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I found one more, and this really has a John Denver feel to it, the Rocky Mountain vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cool. And, 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 and Luke has shown me, Al, you can buy all these T-shirts on the Internet. I think I'm going to definitely have to get me a Lansing Lugnut t-shirt. The Lugnut has eyes. He's frowning. He's got a tooth. It's a really it's really quite a pretty cool logo. Some guy who manufactures Lugnuts for the for the automobile, he probably sponsors that team up there. It's pretty cool. Probably so. All right, we've got 30 seconds left. Golden Eagles, let's get your prediction. I think this is going to be a tough, tough weekend in Boca Raton. I I. I think the Golden Eagles will play well, but I, I don't think Florida Atlantic is in any sense an easy out. I'm, I'm thinking two and two is okay and doesn't hurt our RPI all that bad. And uh, there are 73 RPI, so. Yeah. I, but, but, I, I, yeah. But everything is in front of us. We go win that tournament over at Tech, and uh, we will host as the number one seed. That is my prediction. And the Ole Miss Rebels might be in town. Would that not be something? To, would that not be something to say? All right, Al, thank you. I know you'll be watching baseball, and I'll be talking to you over the weekend. All right, take care. Al Holder, everybody, who loves him some Southern Miss baseball and really does a great job keeping up with the minor leaguers for us. We appreciate Al's contribution. When we come back, Luke, Kelly, and I, Conference USA picks as we wind up the regular season and what has been a spectacular Conference USA baseball season. Stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Friday. Final segment of the week brought to you by D-Bad and D-1 Training. Hardy Street, Hattiesburg. I was pausing to give my uh, my hamstring uh, a, a little breather there. But, yeah, it's, it's recouping fine. And the people at D-1 and D-Bat... 
some of the greatest in the world weekend, an opportunity to get out. If you're not playing in a tournament, you're trying to refine some skills, take the kids by the batting cages at DBAD and go check out all they had to offer over at D1 Training. couple of announcements, Conference USA Outdoor Track and Field Championship up in Murfreesboro. Most of the events the Golden Eagles will be uh, in will be later this afternoon, tomorrow, and Sunday. But uh, Marquesia Myers is in the heptathlon. She is currently sixth, still with the long jump, the javelin, and the 800 meters to go. So already some Southern Miss athletes. And then we'll bring you up to date Monday on what happens at the Conference USA Championships. Uh, a guy we had on the Eagle Hour last week, Landon Harper, officially uh, signs with uh, Southern Miss. That was announced yesterday. Uh, he from Pearl River Community College, the closer on that highly ranked Pearl River team. So uh, Landon Harper, officially a Golden Eagle. And then 67 student athletes earn an academic medal for Conference USA. That means your GPA is 375 or higher. 11 baseball players, including Ryan Ock, Gabe Montenegro, Hunter Stanley, Will McGillis, uh, Drew Boyd, all have higher than a 375. Six football players, including Swayze Bozeman. So congratulations uh, to all those on outstanding work. All right, guys, going into this weekend, RPI uh, effects brought to us by college baseball liker WPM McGee on Twitter. Great analytics, great guy to follow as far as understanding what could happen this weekend. According to the analytics, should Southern Miss sweep, they would move from 25 to 18 in the RPI. If they were to take three out of four, they would go to 21. And a split, they would probably improve just one spot uh, from 26th uh, to 25th. All right, let's get down to these picks. Last uh, weekend of play in conference uh, play of 2021, Charlotte at Rice. Kelly Sander. Uh, I, normally, you'd think this is a slam dunk for Rice. They're not going to go in there, I mean, for uh, Charlotte, rather. Um, but I don't think they're going to go in there and, and, and sweep. I think they'll, they'll probably take uh, three out of four, Rice. Yeah. I mean, excuse me, Charlotte. Charlotte. I, I agree with that completely. I, I think Rice uh, fights back and, and wins one game, but uh, but Charlotte's on a roll, and they, and they they win the series. I'm taking the Dakota Baker School of Picking since it certainly worked mostly last year. I'm going with a split. Wow. I'm going to say that, and, and it could be dead wrong, but let me tell you what, a split helps the Golden Eagles, so I'm all about splits. All right. Western Kentucky at Old Dominion really doesn't affect too much uh, because Old Dominion didn't submit a bid. They're not in those regional sites. Kelly Center. I, I, that, that's a three out of four as well. Um, it's just so hard. I mean, even though Southern Miss did it last weekend, it's just so hard to sweep anybody. And right. I know the overwhelming favorite is Old Dominion, but I think the Hilltoppers will get one out of, out of the four. I'm going to agree again with Kelly, which makes me a little nervous, but uh, <laughs> ODU wins three. Same here. We talked to Coach Mack from FAU. He just talked about how experienced ODU is, three out of four. All right, guys, uh, can can these two teams sweep each other? Is it possible for anybody to win a game? UAB at Marshall. Kelly? I tell you, I'm excited about this because it's going to be televised in between the, uh, the Cornhole Championships and the synchronized swimming quarterfinals. Um, this is a this series everybody's been dying to to see. Um, who is it again? Like middle, 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 no. middle Tennessee, UAB, UAB and no. Marshall. UAB oh, and UAB Marshall. And Marshall. Yeah. Oh, good heavens! Um, I'm going to take Marshall's at home. I'm going to take. I'll say this: they'll split. 
Yeah. Me too, Matt Marshall. Kelly, you asked during the break, and I do want to pass this along to you. Tickets are available for that series in case you want to get <laughs> okay. online. I'll get online as soon as the show is over. I'm so uh, relieved. Yeah, I, I just think it's a miserably boring split. FIU at Middle Tennessee. Oh, gosh. Um, that's going to be a split as well. I like FIU to win three out of four. I'm going to split. split. Middle Tennessee will win win tonight. UTSA at Louisiana Tech. This has implications. Yeah, it does. And I think think the Bulldogs are going to rebound. And and you might call me crazy, but I think the Bulldogs are going to sweep the uh, Roadrunners. Well, I think the Roadrunners are not a great, not a good team, not a great team, but a pretty average team. I like them to win one of those three, but I think Tech wins the series. And I and I hope UTSA struggles a little bit because there is a chance, you know, that the Eagles will play the Roadrunners in the first round of the tournament. So, three-one right. Tech, uh, a home loss would help the Golden Eagles, but three Tech would be able to win the series. All right, Southern Miss at FAU, 4 o'clock today, Central, 5 o'clock first pitch tomorrow, uh, same time, and then Sunday, same time. Guys, what you got? Every time I pick Southern to sweep, everybody says, oh, you hex us, Kelly, and we only win three out of four. Every time I pick three out of four, they sweep. So the Eagles win three out of four. I agree. Eagles win three out of four. Toughest game may be the one this afternoon. Toughest game going to be the first two because of the lefties. But, yeah, I'm with you guys three out of four, crossing my fingers on a sweep. Huge weekend for Southern Miss baseball. So much on the line, so much in front of the baseball team. So we um, really hope that they do well. We'll give you the results Monday at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.